What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 37 Off the Rails Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Verasso, and a.k.a. American Siberia. That is North Dakota. Yes, Mikey, that's what I've been calling it. I'm going to stick to calling it. What's up, buddy? Where you, uh, where are you recording from today? I'm fine. How are you? All right. So you're pretty talkative right off the bat today. Yeah, I'm getting there. What? Where are you? Are you in Boston today or what? Nah, I'm in like... Right now I'm in like Needham. Oh, that's cool. What are you doing there? Why do my hands smell like salt and vinegar chips? Did you eat salt and vinegar chips? No, but they might have been in an area that probably doesn't smell that great right now. So, you sick fuck. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I can't even keep a straight face right now. Because <laughs> of what we were talking about before we got on the air. <laughs> what were we talking about? So, so anyway... So, how has the week been? It's been two weeks since we talked. Obviously, last week you were away. I was busy. What did you, you know, we'll get into the Super Bowl in the, in a minute, but how's the, how's, what did you do last weekend? I've kind of forgotten about that, the Super Bowl. Oh, no, oh, last weekend, oh, no, I've been up, I was up in Maine. Oh, did you like Maine? Fish. Oh, I love, I, I love Maine. Don't get, like, I did a bunch of ice fishing, but man, holy fuck, are the people up there, a bunch of, a bunch of see you next Tuesdays. All right. No, no, no. And I mean that in the most lovable way. But I'm not going to say, like, I'll say this. I was probably an hour, like, northwest of Portland. Like, and, like, all right, the people up there, like, everyone's a local up there. So, like, they can spot out someone who's not from there pretty easily, I'd say. Right. So, yeah, there's, like, there's, like, there's this restaurant in the middle of town. We go to it. You know, I'm, like, so I hop out of the truck. It's about seven of us. I hop out of the truck to go in and see and see what the weight's gonna be and see if we can get a table. And I go in there. There's three people ahead of me in line. And what do I do? Or what do I see? These people are like hugging and kissing the freaking hostess. So I'm like, oh great, they're gonna spot me out. I get up there. I'm like, hey, how long of a table? How long of a wait for like a for like a table of seven? I thought the lady was gonna pull out a knife and stab me. I got I got the dirtiest freaking look in the world that I I wanted to be like, oh well, f you, I'm just gonna go somewhere else. No, you can't because it's the only freaking restaurant within 25 miles around there. So I was pretty pissed about that. And it's just like the people up there, are just like if you're not from there, it's like get the f away from me. And I just like I don't know, it's not very it's not very welcoming, not Some very parts. welcoming people up there. Some parts they can be welcoming, but like you get the to further north towns, you go, I feel like the further north you go, the worse it is if you aren't from. The worse it is if you're not from there. Well, it's because I'm. I kind of deal with it out here. Like the more in the woods you go, the people are just like, "Get the hell out of here! You you're not from here." All this t- kind of shit. Like mm-hmm. when I lived in Maine, the only thing I really <laughs> what I just when I lived in... <laughs> what's so funny on the other end when I lived in Maine. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing that really aggravated me were two things, actually. The slower pace than what we're used to in Boston. And the red lights would last so fucking long. Oh, don't get me started on that. Dude, no. you can they're cook wor- the whole worse prime here, rib Anthony, meal. They're way worse here. It's in, where, in Boston? Yes, they're way fucking worse. I mean, they might not be as long, but they're set up like a bunch of fucking idiots did it. But go ahead, continue. No, it's just annoying, dude. You sit there, it's like, okay, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute and a half, and, like, are you shitting me? Also, some guy with a buggy and a horse can go through the street. Like, it just didn't make sense, but <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I, I I miss Maine. I really do. Uh, no, I, I love the state of Maine. Don't get me wrong. I just, it's I a wish good the people, spot. I, I wish the people were nice to them. Uh, the people really like it up there, too, you know? No, but it's uh, – by the way, I uh, on my way up, I stopped in your, uh, your old hometown. I saw that you were taking a leak somewhere in Hannah. Always go the place where I always stop to get beer and everything. Okay, the most formal thing you can do when you go to somebody else's place is bring. You just never show up empty-handed. You're like one of the only house guests that would ever come over with a shit ton of food. Like bring, I didn't bring have to Reese's, go grocery shopping after you left. Reese's, bunch of chips, fucking you know, things to snack on. The that cookies. A, How that about wasn't the a first fart, time? by the way. That wasn't a fart, by the way. My like. I, I'm I'm sitting in a leather seat right. Now. Twitched it. Nice. It wasn't a fun. dude. There was 
There was a time you brought up the first time you came up, you brought up this like a sleeve of six pack of cookies. I think before like we even changed to go out, I ate all six. Like <laughs> best best house guest. And then you got me addicted to that salsa. Oh, the uh, what's it called? Over the border or something? Something like that. And like you have to get the on is it on whatever the, the chips that go with it, like that with the same name brand. Perfect combination. But yeah. dude, so <clears throat> so I like to go on last, the uh, I like to go on the spicy end too with the salsa. Oh, you have to. My my girlfriend gets like the mild. It's like oh, the that's no you fun. Doing? You got to go hotter. At least at least at, at the least medium. Nah, you got to kick it up. So yeah, that's how I feel. Speaking of me. <laughs> Speaking of Maine, we got to get Dan on. I'm going to contact Dan this week because you should go we, golfing again. That was a, yeah, that was a dude, fun time, man. That was a hell of a time. I would absolutely go back. Um, but rather shit, than go, air horn, we got to kick uh, kick it up a notch. Dude, Dan, we'll let Dan tell because we're going to get him on. He pulled a prank that you and I didn't even know was going to happen, and, and me and you. Oh my god, that was great! Yeah, no. dude, we had to slam our golf cart. But- We'll get him. We'll get him to tell. But that was fucking priceless. So I didn't even dude, see that coming, dude. I'll tell you what I didn't see coming. Right. So I didn't even tell you the story. I, I want. <laughs> yeah, tell us. Oh man, I can't. Like, I didn't see, dude. I mean, these things that are coming. They like. I mean. They like to come in threes, right, Anthony? Just stop being an ass, will you? <laughs> so, no, get this, get this. So, I didn't tell you this because I wanted to save it for the pod. My girlfriend already fucked up one story. I'll tell you <laughs> in a minute. So, the other day, uh, it was, like, the Wednesday after the Super Bowl. So, I've been holding this one in for a little while. So, I work a half hour away at a different radio station than the town I live in. The town I live in has a same radio station owned by the same company. Okay. But when like I'm when I moved out here, I moved to the wrong town by accident. So <laughs> I did. And obviously with the door kicked in, it paid off well. So so I had to go to the town I live in's radio station to pick up a piece of equipment because I was broadcasting a hockey game the next day. So <clears throat> between the radio station and the house I live in, my girlfriend works at this clothing store. She runs it. So I'm like, you know what? I haven't talked to her all day. We've both been extremely busy. I want to surprise her. I'm going to get her uh, her favorite Gatorade and a candy bar. You know, get some get some good boyfriend points. I go into the gas station. I get in my car, and I'm literally thinking to myself, Anthony, you've earned some good karma in your life. I turn on the car. First song, it's like a Guns N' Roses one. I'm like, all right, step one, uh, looking pretty good. I go to pull out onto like a side street, because you go to a side street and then on the main drag. This guy in a pickup truck... With a trailer on the back, he stops and lets me go. Hey, what a nice guy, right? So I go up to the stop sign. I left. I look right, look left once again. But as I'm going to look left again, bang. Dude fucking runs into the back of my car with his truck. Really? I'm like, dude, uh, right? So at, at like, I've had a ton of shit going on out here. And like, so it's just, I saw red. And my first thought was, I'm going to kick the shit out of somebody. So I get out of the car. I whip off my jacket. I slam my door because I'm pissed. And it's an older guy. And I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, all right, I got to settle down. I'm like, dude, like, you just let me go. Like, and I kind of laughed at him. And he's like, yeah, I was talking to my wife. And I was like, yeah, we've all, I'm like, we've all been there, buddy. So we did the paperwork shit. But yeah, so now I got a fucking massive dent in the back of my car. I got to get taken care of. Oh, that sucks, man. Because I, I got in an accident in like the middle of Roxbury about five months ago. And I, I, I'm at a red light, and all of a sudden I hear a boom. Like, I went up, like, three feet. So I was like, oh, shit. You got to be fucking kidding me, dude. You got to be fucking kidding me. So I get out. The guy gets out of his car. There's no damage to his car. No damage to my car at all either. So we just we just look at each other, shrugged our shoulders, and we're like, hey, see you later. Yeah, see, like, that's the thing. If I didn't have any damage, I would have just been like, yeah, I don't really fucking care because it is what it is. But, like, my fucking trunk's all – looks like somebody ran it over. Hey. The Honda so we CRV, both had things hit us in the ass. I must say, the Honda CRV, which when I drive the 2013, I did see it on like the top five most stolen vehicles in mass. So I don't have that going for me. That that would suck. But hey, so far I've been in two accidents. Damage has been pretty good. Oh first, man! The first accident I got into. Oh 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 my god! You would have thought I was in Dallas, Texas this past weekend. <laughs> no, because it was. Well, my first accident. My first accident was. Uh, 
I was going up the ramp to get on 93 North. Like I, I had just passed the TD garden and I was going up the ramp to get on the highway. And, you know, you look out to the left, there's a beautiful view. You can see like the sicko sign, like, like some of the Charles, all that. Next thing I know, I'm in the back of someone's trunk <laughs> and his car was completely the back of his car the trunk was pushed in and the thing was up the trunk came up i wish i had i wish i still had pictures of it because it because it was but then like i'm talking to the guy and the guy's pissed he wasn't pissed i mean he was really he's really chill he was he was upset he but he was like really chill about it and he was like pissed like look at my car and then look at yours i hadn't even seen my the front of concerned about his because it was all fucked up looking and I turn around to my car. There's nothing wrong with it. There's like, like a tiny little scratch, and my license plate was hanging off. That's about it. His, <laughs> his, his, car, his car was completely the back end of his car was completely demolished. It was like I must have went like 30 miles an hour into it. I'm like, <laughs> Dude, how have I never known this story? You Steve Wilco, somebody? Because I, I absolutely, I thought I told you this one time. No, yeah, I was heading to my, I was heading to my. My girlfriend at the time, and that's when it happened. <laughs> it was, Dude, it was something. Awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was shaken up after it too because that was the first accident I'd ever been in. So I was like, uh, yeah, uh, 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 "What?" Oh, dude, that's great. And of course, of course, too, it was like at 5.30 on a weekday. So there's fucking just traffic up the ass. But like, thank God, like on the ramp, it, it's a uh, it, it's a one lane road on the ramp. But like, if you scoot over to the right, like cars can pass you just fine. So like it wasn't, it wasn't like I was holding people up, but it was just like embarrassing. You're standing in the middle of a fucking ramp. <laughs> like, Everybody's just giving you yeah. like the mean look. Everyone's staring at you like, look at this fucking dickhead. <laughs> That was That's me for about awesome. 20 minutes, dude. It sucked. Dude, so, all right. So, my girlfriend told you this story, but I, I'm going to share because that's hilarious. So, she's had car troubles up the ass, like, left and right. That sucks. Left and right, like, the last month, okay? So, the latest thing, she just got her car back the other day. Goes to a store. She had to get something for dinner. Well, <laughs> the it's, like, not even a half mile away from the car dealership that she got her car worked on. Goes to leave. Puts the car in drive, doesn't move. The car would not go forward, so she had to drive it all the way back through a strip mall across across the street in reverse. <laughs> like, can you fucking imagine you're driving along and just see a car blow by you in reverse? There's <laughs> a red light, it turns green, three cars go normally, and it's just, just one person going backwards. I'm not going to be lie so to funny. Dude, I was telling her, so we live at the bottom of a hill, okay? Like, you got to go to a road up a long hill to get to where your oh, car was getting worked on. You got to get your camera going when it's icy out, Anthony. Dude, because they don't plow for shit. So, I was telling her, I was like, fuck, I wish it happened at our house. Because I would absolutely take so much pride in driving that thing backwards up that hill. Like, just, <laughs> oh, God, that stupid shit is what kills me. But That's whole. But, like, how, like, I don't get what was wrong with it, though. Like, was it something with the gears? So, she got something. Her check engine light came on. And one of the hoses blew and it fucked the whole thing up or something. So I don't know, but it was awesome. You said one of the hoses blew. Was it yours? But, uh, (laughs) but uh, no, but like I, I just mentioned it, Dallas, Texas. Many of you probably heard what's going on down, not just Dallas, kind of all across Texas. They had like a big ice storm like three days ago or so. Whole shit when you see those people driving down there when there's like an inch of snow on the ground and a little bit of ice we've talked about it before cars sliding on ice i was glued to my phone that day on that dallas tv now network or whatever it was i was pissing myself you see these people from like their condo complexes recording the highways and in like dallas these cars are going like 60 miles per hour while there's ice on the ground and there's cars stopped so it's like you hit the brakes well, guess what, buddy? You ain't slowing down in time. Like, you can't drive like that when there's ice going on. And it, it's all oh, you see cars slamming into each other. And then you see the videos of people driving by. And you see all the cars with, like, the like two bumpers are gone. One of them's, like, up on the guardrail. Like, it's just <laughs> the, truck that, the truck that was fucking breaking. And then, like, the front of it just, like, turned to the side and it kept bending. And then you see the other car just go right into the back of that. Oh, that's 
gold. It's pure gold. Uh, as long as nobody gold. gets hurt, I think it's hilarious. Like, if I no love when you hurt, see that. That's shit. fine. But, like, I feel like in a lot of the cases, people weren't getting hurt. They were just, like, they were just slamming into each other. Like, the video I showed you. Uh, the, uh, the one on Instagram with the van going down the hill and nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing is stopping that fucking thing, dude. So, all right, when the weather gets bad out here, like snowy and then it's all windy and you cannot see in front of you when you're driving, they shut down the expressway, like the interstate. Yeah, because so, I know, I can see why. So, yeah, they shut it down the other day, so I had to work from home. So the next day, they opened it at like five in the morning, and I leave my house at like six to get to work. So. <clears throat> what the fuck is that? Anyway, hold on. <clears throat> is hey, someone trying to break into your house again? No, there's something on my thing. So, all right. What? So I'm driving down the interstate to get to work the other day, and I'm kind of running a little bit late. So I'm like, a fucking surprise. Right, yeah. So I'm driving, like, the speed's like 75, so I'm going 77, kind of a badass, not a big deal. Oh. Yes. So I'm fucking cruising, right? All of a sudden, I see massive patch of snow in the lane i'm in and i'm like <laughs> fuck and it like freezing you're gonna dude, be one of those know? dudes dude I'm, i have no idea how i didn't get launched over like into a ditch but it's just like i ran it over and it was like and like and i felt it hit under my car but i just kept going dude i didn't give a shit scary man the uh every and stuff like that, I feel like it's gonna bite me in the ass because I'm like the next snowstorm hits and I'm like, fuck. But all right, Mikey. Well, since the last time we talked, Super Bowl played, the Rams won. Uh, we won't spend too much time of it because again, it was two weeks ago. And... I kind of forgot what happened in the game by now. <laughs> yeah, okay, me too. Rams won, Burrow lost. I'm happy because I'm sick of the Joe Burrow love already. Uh, good for Aaron Donald getting the ring. Absolutely. I mean, and the one thing we said. Of line, I think they allowed seven sacks in that Super Bowl. Some stupid stat like that. You ain't gonna win one. You can't win when it happens. Now, granted, the Bengals had a chance at the end, but like some of their play calling, man, on those fourth downs were just straight up pitiful. Well, and like the thing about the Super Bowl is, it's two games in one. It's the first half and then the second half, and you could tell the Rams were at least I I, I was kind of picking up on it defensively. Like Aaron Donald, I was like, I bet you he's saving it for the second half and. As you saw, him and Vaughn Miller and fuck, I keep forgetting the guy number ninety four, but he had a monster game in the second half too. Is and that's Leonard where the Floyd? game was won. The Rams just took it over. It's not Leonard Floyd, is it? It might be. I don't know. But um, no, so I'm yeah, moving but hey. on that damn leather freaking thing. <laughs> but um, I think my biggest takeaway is all right, the Bengals lost in the Super Bowl. So, did they ever get back? Like, there's that whole thing. If you if you're in the Super Bowl for the first time and you lose. A lot of those teams don't get back. Now, granted, the Seattle Seahawks, they went back-to-back, not winning it, but they went to back-to-back Super Bowls. Since they lost to the Patriots, they haven't returned. That's a good point. It's just something to think about, especially with a young quarterback. I mean, you get to that spot, the spotlight and all that, and then you lose, and it's like, geez, we fucking fought so hard this whole year to get here, and then maybe we don't even get back. Now, I think think that offense is definitely talented enough if if they can get, you know, a at least somewhat decent of an offensive line and then build their defense, they'd probably get back. But who knows? I think the best thing that happened to the was that they lost before the Super Bowl last year. I think that was the best thing for that franchise. I, You know, it's, it's a good point you made because there really is something about making it and losing that it just fucks with the whole organization. Like, it's the mm-hmm. weirdest thing. And I think the Bengals, they're going to be set with Burrow for a long time. They got to fix that O line, and they're gonna have a lot of shit to do. But they caught a lot of breaks on their way to the Super Bowl. If you think about it, like the Titans, if they don't upgrade their QB situation, they're they're gonna be in it like stupid. But think about it: you got that lucky interception around like midfield against Tannehill, and then who else did the Bengals beat? I know they beat. They came back and beat the Chiefs. Which let's face don't forget- the Chiefs. The Chiefs were in two straight Super Bowls. So you got to think they're kind of getting run down. They're going to come back now with some extra time after the season. Like these teams are going to be better, and Buffalo's going to be better as well. Don't forget about that that fit, that non face mask call on the Bengals touchdown in the Super Bowl too. On Jalen Ramsey. Yep. I thought well, Ramsey sucked in that game. A little bit of luck. Like oh yeah, like we keep saying the overrate the. So we sound like a broken record. The defensive backs, especially corners, overrated now. They're all overrated. 
I, no, I still I don't think so because they bring some some edge of like a chip on their shoulder. Like I'm not gonna say he's overrated. I'm gonna say that he sucked in the game, okay, but you that can he, throw, you can he's throw a champion him, now. You can throw on him though. Eh, I don't know. You see, Tom Brady's last freaking touchdown pass as a as a as as a player in the NFL. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey was about ten yards behind. Uh, who was it? Mike Evans. It, it wasn't was even Evans, close yeah. to him. It wasn't even close. I thought Ramsey sucked in the Super Bowl because I thought he tried to he tried to play the hero, and it's like that is what kind of fucked him over in that game. Okay, so while we're at it, I don't. Uh, do you want J.C. Jackson back with the Patriots? No. Okay. Me well, uh, okay. wait. What's the ticket price? I mean, he's gonna he he's saying he wants to get paid. They're no. probably not gonna franchise tag him. Okay, no. would you franchise tag him? What's the price? It's probably gonna be like 15, 16 million bucks. No. Well, yeah, no. I wouldn't either. I, look, I don't even want the player back in general because I I just think you have you have more needs outside of corner. Absolutely, you need a cornerback. Do, do they have one other than J.C. Jackson? No. But you know what? I think I'd rather put the money toward a a. a uh, a clear-cut number one receiver, and 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 don't give me Allen Robinson. I don't. I want nothing to do with that guy. I want a clear-cut number one receiver, and I think you need. I I think you need better linebackers, and I think you could use even more of a pass rush. So, you know, because if you get the pass rush, if you get the pass rush going for you, I think it kind of you know, it it kind of takes the eyes away from kind of a lacking secondary. So I'd rather them go attack linebacker and a receiver. Well, let me tell you this. I don't care if Belichick like that's the thing with Belichick. He doesn't give a shit. He's not going to sign somebody just because that's all he's got, right? All the comments he it, too. He did it after twenty after the Super Bowl in twenty fourteen, right? He let Revis and Browner go, and you went into twenty fifteen with an unknown number one corner in Malcolm Butler. All right. Butler ever did before that was that Super Bowl play, like. Before yeah, that's that play, it. nobody knew about Malcolm Butler, but Belichick <laughs> didn't give a shit. He's like, I'm not going to sign somebody just for a name. Like, that's how you get your, your team screwed. He did it a couple years ago on the old line. Do you remember they were losing everybody? And he even let Nate Solder walk. And people were like, I liked at that. At the very I, least, you, what? I liked that. I liked them letting him walk. Right. But it's like, at the very, people were freaking out. They're like, well, you have to keep him. That's all you got. And Belichick, he's not going to like build a team like that. He's going to build a team the way he sees fit. J.C. Jackson, to me, he's the cornerback of Deron Harmon. Deron Harmon had how many interceptions that were tipped right to him? For me, that's J.C. Jackson. I don't view J.C. Jackson as a number one top cornerback in the league. And now if they wanted to bring Stephon Gilmore back at a decent price, which Gilmore would stick his ass out to the Patriots and say no, I would take Gilmore back at a better price than I would Jackson. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that, especially with, you know, it's like you said, he's a, he's in the right spot. It's hard to argue when you lead the league in interceptions over the last three years, but I don't know. Like you put Stefan Diggs, if you put a, if you put a number one receiver on JC Jackson, I like my chances with the number one receiver. We saw Stefan Diggs do it twice in New England, uh, that game and and the playoff game. I mean, I just Jackson overall is just an overrated corner. That's all he. I mean, he's been in the right spot at the right time. He's sure he has he has. A fuckload of picks the uh, the last three years, but again, uh, when it comes down when it comes down to it, I feel like you can just throw on the guy if you, you really can. want to. You can, and again with J.C. Jackson, how many <clears throat> picks are tipped right to him? That's yep. and and Deron Harmon was the exact same thing. That you know, again, if you could get him back for a team discount, yeah, absolutely, yeah. why not? But, but he, he's not going to do that. There's going to be a team out there that sees the X amount of picks and they're like, yeah, here, here you go, take my bank account. And it's like, I can't think of many players who go, "I'm gonna get me, I'm gonna get myself paid this offseason." Say, have comments like that. I'm a, pro, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Pro Bowl, this and that. And with the Patriots, you just don't really see it that often. No, once you go public against yes, Belichick exactly. in the past, that's it. You're gone. I mean, fuck. He did it with Ty Law. He he does not care. Once you Samuel go public well. like that, you're yeah, Asante Samuel, another one. Like you're gone. Yep. Well, let's see here, Mikey. Tom Brady has officially retired. We talked about it a little bit last time. Do you think he's going to be retired, or do you think he's back uh, at the beginning of next season? I will not accept the results of Tom Brady's retirement. I do not. I just think, look, at this point, I think everything everything is shaping up for him to be in San Francisco at the start of the year. Yeah, 100%. That's how I, yeah, and you mentioned it a few weeks ago, and you're absolutely right. I mean – 
all these reports coming out now about how Trey Lance might not even be like the Niners were hesitant to give him the keys last year and they were right to keep Garoppolo. That was absolutely the right decision. But now it's like, you think Garoppolo is probably moving on from San Francisco and there's rumors out of there that Trey Lance might not even be ready to start this year. So look, NFC title game, you need a and Brady's out there. Oh, they would be stupid not to. And, and, and if it doesn't happen, it's a complete and utter fail of San Francisco. So, first off, Trey Lance, and, and I, I don't even know. I, <laughs> I, forgot never... about, I forgot about the North Dakota thing. Oh, God. Like, I, <laughs> I everybody out here. Holy <laughs> shit. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, and I'll we'll talk more about him in a minute. But I think the Carson Wentz thing is kind of starting to die down out here. Yeah. And it's pretty funny. But, like, Trey Lance only played, I think he played, like, 15 or 17 games at NDSU. So, the fact that San Francisco, and this isn't really on him. It's more on the Niners. Right, exactly. Why they mortgage the the future so much to draft him third overall when he played not even 20 games in a not even legitimate top college school. Like, I know they're technically D1, but they don't play anybody, Mike. They played fucking... Eastern Montana, Tech State, A&M, University, Cal, Bur- like, who do you play? You're a fake football team. So, all these people that think, and hey, maybe Trey Lance can be something, okay? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. But it's they like. Pro- they what? probably play against Boise State on the bluegrass, Anthony, okay? So, that's, that's, that's kind of difficult. No, they don't. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But it's like, it, it's a, I just don't get what the love for Trey Lance was. If he had, a, and I get it. Carson Wentz had a long career at NDSU. Granted, I call him a fake football school, but he had a long career there and he won multiple <laughs> titles. So I get it, right? I get why people took the bait on Wentz. I don't get it with Trey Lance yet. He only spent – he didn't even play 20 games there, Mike. And it's just whatever. But I think if you're San Francisco, I think they're going to get rid of Garoppolo. And the, the, the I don't even think Garoppolo is going to hear the door click behind him. And Brady's going to already be in the building. I think Brady, as soon as it opens, Brady's there. He's it's it's so obvious. And if you're San Francisco, you do that because one, you're instantly a title contender. You just missed going to the Super Bowl, Garoppolo. You're going to have Brady. And two, and this is the biggest reason why I, if I was John Lynch, I'd be calling Brady nonstop and then stalking his house. If you don't think Trey Lance is ready now, Trey, you know what? For a second year, now you're going to learn behind Brady. Brady spends one year there. Then he officially actually does retire. Now Trey Lance is the guy. Like, if I'm San Fran, I would like that a hell of a lot more than what they got right now. Yeah, and, and one year behind Tom Brady is probably better than four years at North Dakota State, I can tell you that. Yeah, 100%. You know what's <laughs> funny? What's funny is, so, I had to go to the – they played the Fargo Dome, right? So, I had to go there all – the end of last week, like three – well, three-day tournament, but I only had to go to two because I was covering hockey. So – it's a, you know, you had to get the press passes and you had to go through everything. So we go right by the locker room for NDSU to get onto the field area, but it's all the rustling mats because I had to cover state wrestling, which wasn't as bad as I thought. So I'm walking down the hallways. Now from the locker room door, there's the hallway to the field. One side is it's pictures of all the NDSU players that have played in the pros, right? So of course I have one of my coworkers take a picture of me giving Two middle fingers to the car. So when take picture. a picture of me, right? But then on the other side, and I read into this shit so much in sports. On the other side of this long hallway is every year. It's a picture of the team when they won a national championship in their fake championships. <laughs> Out of all the years Carson, Carson Wentz was there, they won I think two titles. There's not one picture with him in the championship photo, but there's Something one of Trey Lance. There's right to that there's and that I was like, wow, he's a local kid from this state. He was there for so long, won multiple titles there. He was supposed to be the next big thing in the NFL and not one picture with him celebrating with the team or with the trophy. I just was like, wow, that's something. Have you dug into that yet? Not yet, but I, I want to more because obviously Wentz is dealing with shit and shocker. We're getting off the rails, by the way. Wentz is. There was a report in Philly, I believe, after the 2018 season where Elshon Jeffrey and another – somebody on the defense was basically saying Wentz wasn't a good leader. He's not a good captain. 
And, of course, everyone in Philly wanted to freak out and say, yeah, he is, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> being out here, talking to some people, Elshon Jeffrey, I think, is right. He is. <laughs> Wentz, here's the thing. Wentz can't take criticism. He cannot take criticism. And he can't change. He, he would change plays in Philly, okay, because the people I've talked to have told me this. He would change, like Doug Peterson would call in a play. He'd go to the line and say, fuck it, we're doing it. Obviously not fuck it because he's Catholic, uh, he's really religious, but he would say, no, we're doing this play. <laughs> and he would change it. And what is Doug Peterson going to do when his GM, Howie Roseman, the second after 2017, has a life-size cutout of Carson Wentz behind his office wall? I mean, well, how are you going to go to your boss and say, I need a new QB? Like, but that that's the whole shit with Wentz. I was just like, wow, not one picture with him with that trophy. Like, that's telling. That is telling. But, yeah, getting back to Brady. I just think Brady's going to end up week one or training camp. He's The second Garoppolo's gone out of San Fran, it's going to be Brady. Has to be, especially with all those rumors about Trey Lance. It's just everything's shaping up for Tom Brady to go home to San Francisco. And you know what? He's going to get his one more year. Because here's another thing, too. If Brady's business savvy, which, judging by the prices on his new Brady gear, he's not. Oh, what a tool. Right? He's built that business on, I'm going to play till I'm 45. Well, he's 44 right now. August 3rd, he'll turn 45 of this year. I think he's got one more year, and it's going to be with San Francisco. But if you, he, he technically has played till he's 45. No, he hasn't. He's 44. Did he say he was going to play that 45-year-old season or till he turns 45? Well, it doesn't matter. He's technically not 45. Well, when he turns 45, it'll be before the season. So he would have played till No, he's you have to play at age 45. Complete the – because you'll be 45 when that season ends, even if you go to the Super Bowl. All right. All right. Just saying. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, it is pretty funny that Wentz doesn't have his picture. <laughs> There's some, there has to be something to that. There I, definitely is something to that. The, it just doesn't make sense because, like, he's from here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, whatever. I mean, anyway. Well, Mikey, let's shift gears over to the ice now, the Bruins. Oh, the man, ice. I have a good story. Remind me the ends of the podcast about my hockey story. So, the Bruins, <laughs> what have they won, four in a row or something like that? Yeah, they've, they've been pretty row. good lately, beating up on some shit teams. The only legitimate win I'll give them recently was that shellac no, of the Avalanche. Oh what? no, the Seattle game was the most legit. Come on. Yeah, okay. Um the the fucking Flyers beat Seattle. So you they're not that good of a team. What do they have like 15 wins? Seattle? Yeah. I I, I don't even know. They've thrown more ca- the not catfish, whatever the fuck they throw out. They've thrown more, but um the only legit win I'm going to give the Bruins lately is that one against Colorado. And even that one the West down. Coast a West Coast team playing on a different time zone. Eh. But anyway, you did it without Marshan, so I'll give you that win. Um, the Bruins look all right. Season starting to pick up a little bit. March right around the corner. Obviously, the trade deadline coming up. Uh, you are clamoring hell of a lot on Twitter for a former Bruin to make his return. Could not stand him when he was here. I thought he was a dog. He's just a, you know out of shape. Didn't really, didn't really get it. Didn't want to be here type of attitude. Give me him back, though. Give me him back. Ooh. Oh, Phil, Mr. Phil Kessel. If you're the Bruins, right, why wouldn't you bring in Kessel? Because Arizona, they only want a third-round pick. I was just going to say that, yep. They, they only want a third-round pick. And here's the biggest reason you do it. They'll retain half the salary. Well, I mean, the that right reason. there, the Bruins are already kind of tight against the cap because they've overspent on people that said they'd take hometown discounts. And they gave, um, oh, my God, the backup Aussie? goalie. Now? Oh, no, yeah, from Buffalo. What the Allmark. fuck? Allmark. They gave that buffoon $4 million for the oh, next five years. Fucking what? donkeys. So, yeah, if that's you know, going to be your help. Because I was thinking see, if I'm the Bruins, I would have went after Pavelski. But if you see, can get help salary cap-wise with Kessel, I would do it. And he's got two cups. The guy puts up points in the playoffs. That's the biggest thing. For, I mean, forget the salary. That's the biggest thing for me. Every time the Bruins get bounced in the playoffs, what do we say? I mean, yeah, if you're talking about me, I'm sitting there, you know, shitting bricks about Tuga Rass. But, you know, no, but, like, the biggest thing all the time when the Bruins lose is if it ain't Bergeron, Marshan, or Pasternak scoring, it's no one. No one's scoring. Phil right. Kessel gives you that. Phil Kessel can put the puck in the net. Now, 
Everyone talks about that they need a defenseman. They need a defenseman. I agree. They could use another, you know, stay-at-home defenseman on the on the blue line. But look, I'm looking at it as I'm looking at it as every time they get to the playoffs and the top line ain't scoring, the team ain't winning games. They're not winning games when 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 that line isn't producing. Now, if you want to tell me that uh, Phil Kessel's coming back, he would probably have to play with Bergeron because you know you got to make up for that. You know, defense. Uh, defensive liability in a way that comes with Phil Kessel. So right. you probably have to drop Pasternak down to the uh, second line, I would say probably. Or would you think you'd drop Marshan down if you got Phil Kessel? No, you drop Pasternak down because you've seen Pasternak put up points when he got dropped down to that second line. And, you know, Ron and Marshan, they have that. They got the gel. That, they got the yeah. gel. Yeah, you don't fuck with that. And, I think that is a lethal first line because I, I I don't get the laws of physics. Phil Kessel can fly, can fly still. And at, let's face it, he's shopping at Huskies and Macy's, man. He's not and he's the a, most, and he's, he's the size of Dumbo. He's the size of Dumbo for God's sakes. And I'll say this: he, the man can shoot. Phil Kessel can shoot the fucking puck. I think uh, I if I'm the it. Bruins, I. I to be honest, I can't believe they haven't done this already because that's what I mean. You don't have to give up a player, and all you have to give up is a third round pick, which you're gonna right. freaking blow anyways. Get him in now, start building chemistry right away. Get him in. You know, I, I if I'm the Bruins, I do this trade yesterday. Like I said, the guy I thought would make perfect sense for the Bruins was Pavelski. To me, he plays a Bruins style game. He's not afraid to go in front. The the man can deflect any kind of puck towards the net. But it what I'm seeing now is and this is online, like potentially they, he might re-sign in Dallas, like an extension in the coming weeks. So we'll see. But I think Kessel to the Bruins makes a ton of sense. You think Kessel uh, he, wants like, to come here? Who? You think Kessel actually wants to come here, though? If I'm Kessel, no. Yeah, that's but, what I mean. But yeah, yeah. But I don't think – does he have no trade? I, I don't know. But I'm not sure. But, but hey, you, I guess – I guess uh, I guess Arizona called Pittsburgh about him, but Pittsburgh uh, shook down the offer. And here's the thing, too, because, and it, you know, we obviously listen to different podcasts as well. And Paul Bissonette of Spitting Chicklets, he, he works with the Coyotes. He's saying Phil likes it out there a lot. He loves being in Arizona. And think about it. Okay, let's go from the Phil Kessel point of view. One, wow, you can drink beer, eat barbecue, and no one's going to say shit about the way you're playing in hockey. Exactly. And if you're Kessel, you didn't get to play your brand of hockey in Boston. The fans you once you left you know it was always a contract shit here you get sent to toronto whatever you you kind of get run over by the media in toronto which they do to everybody and then you go to um pittsburgh and then and you win back-to-back cups there well what the hell you've already made your money you have back-to-back cups now you're in arizona where you can as you said eat whatever you want no one's gonna care and you get 10 people in attendance nick amrine is one of them and 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 you play gorgeous weather. He loves to golf. Like, why would you want to leave that setup? You have your money in your championship. I'd be like, no, I'm not going back up to Boston. I'm not going to a big market. Know, if if a, if a Canadian team wanted him, I'm staying in Arizona. What do I care? My career is almost done anyway. Yeah, I just think. Look, I, if if he does have a no trade clause, I think he's going to make the Bruins really, really, really want him. I don't think he's going to go regardless. Like. Again, I'm going to look it up right now. This is – wow, he's in the last year of his eight-year contract. That's what I'm saying. You know, he – eight years, $64 million, So, he means- so yeah. So, if he likes it out there, who should say he's going to stay there? What do you mean? Like, he's up for his contract. So, like, who's to say that Arizona's not going to be like, well, so looking contract's at it right over, now, so see you later. He does have a no-movement clause. Ooh, that makes so things more at, interesting. Yeah, he does have a no trade clause. So if again, so he's in charge the, of where he goes. If I'm the Bruins, you make this trade yesterday. But if I'm Kessel, no, I'm not going back to Boston. Trade me somewhere hey, else. I'll give all. you the third round pick. I'll give you the third round pick and Jake DeBrus. You know why? I'm so sick of this shit. Oh, oh, oh! Jake DeBrus is on the top line. He's producing now. He's producing. Oh, this and that, this and that. But guess what? Uh, come playoff time, is he going to be on the top line? No. no. All the Bruins are doing is trying to put, get him more points so they can showcase him and trade him. Like it's so fucking obvious what the Bruins are doing. This is not. DeBrusque isn't this kind of player. But okay, if 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 you're Kessel 
and this team just popped into my head again. Because again, so if he's making eight million, and the and the Yotes are going to retain half the salary, could you see him go to Florida? Absolutely, that's like, like a good spot too. I was just, I was just, I was just going to say, uh, you might want to scratch that about DeBrusque, What I said, yeah. If 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 you're Florida, you know what? I'm going to take this back. No to Florida because I wouldn't touch that Florida lineup. I love the way that team plays. They play like a team that you mess with one of us, you're getting the whole team and I don't care type of shit. We'll take the penalty. I love the way they play. I can see them going one and done, though. If you're Carolina, Carolina could use Phil Kessel. They can score. They have a hell of a lot of speed. You add Kessel to, let's just call it your third line. Damn, I could see that team going on a run there. But Yeah, maybe. I mean, I just think. I just I th- I think it makes perfect sense for the Bruins to go after him. The biggest question is, does Kessel want to come back? Yeah, that that, and, and I think the answer to that is probably no. That's a change of things right there with the whole no movement clause. But all right, Mikey, this is something that you wanted to bring up the other day. Just, uh, just want to do it quickly. Top five defensemen Bruins of all time. I'm guessing you and I have one and two the exact same. Uh yeah, probably. Number one, Obviously- you got. Yeah, for obvious reasons, Bobby Orr. And then Ray Bork. No, number two, I got Eddie Shore. Okay, all right, I'm going I, Bork. I just think Eddie Shore is just like, he esta- like he helped establish the Boston Bruins, you know? Like, he won the first two, uh, two Stanley Cups. He was a big-name defenseman uh, when the Bruins first came up. So I, I think organizationally, like, the history of the Boston Bruins and, like, obviously the Cups and stats speak for themselves too, but in terms of top five Bruins in history for defensemen, I think he's number two. All right, I like the argument. I went with Ray Bork. Just even though we never won a cup in Boston, he played twenty years many... here. I think he played here for twenty years. So <clears throat> yeah, and he played what in the right at seventy nine all the way through two thousand. If my ma- ninety nine, if my math is right. So you know, legendary defenseman, really just incredible in the back end. I who had you... see, I had him at four. Really? So who would you have at three? Chara. I put Chara at three. Look. I like that one. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I put Chara at three because when Chara first came to the Bruins, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like the whole feel of the Bruins, the whole organization just completely flipped from there. I felt good about the Bruins every single year when Zidane Chara was a Boston Bruin. Now, look, it. I wasn't alive for half of Hork's career, but like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like the Bruins as a whole organization just they had a whole different feel when Chara came along. Fuck, I love that one. I'm putting Chara three because you're ab- absolutely right. I mean, he stabilized the back end. Look, he wasn't as mean or uh, as physical as I would have hoped. Like he didn't score like the goals Ray Bork scored. He didn't put up the stats Ray Bork could. But man, the stay-at-home defense guy—that's right. my guy right there. That's him. That long stick, man. He could disrupt anything and. I, look, like I said, I wish he had the meanness like a Pronger or a, um, a a Shea Weber, but you know what? He played his game, and he was fucking excellent at it. And going back real quick. Gave them an identity. Real quick, Mike. If you're the Bruins, you want to beef up the defense going into the playoffs? <laughs> I don't know. Do you quickly call Lou Lamarillo and say, hey, we'll give you a fourth. Let's bring the big guy home. But I'll here's the thing. Scout. Chara doesn't want to be a passenger. He still wants top minutes, so we'll see. But okay, so who do you have for number four? Number four. Uh, okay, uh, I'm trying to think. See, who do, you, who do you have for five? See, five. For some reason, I was under the impression he played more years with Boston, but he didn't. He played like a shit ton with the Rangers. But Brad Park, I thought for some reason Brad I thought Park. he was in Boston way longer than he was. But but. In terms of Brad Park, though, he had he had one of the toughest jobs I think in Bruins history. He had to come in and replace Bobby Orr. That's yeah, that's tough. My dad loves was, Brad Park and, too, and he was that bridge guy between uh, between freaking Bobby Orr and Ray Bork. He was that guy in the middle. Look, he didn't win a cup here. I think he went to one or two of them, but man, he he put up some stupid stats as well in his day. What are some other honorable mentions? Because I'm thinking like- Adam McQuaid. <laughs> Loved Adam McQuaid. Yeah, all right. But is he a top Bruin defenseman of all time? No. 
I put first of all, I'd put Seidenberg ahead of him. I I fucking love Dennis Seidenberg. I still do. So what do I got? I got Orr at one, Bork at two, Char at three. Milbury at seven, six. I don't know. <laughs> His shoe was at four. <laughs> <laughs> I used the, that guy was the that guy was um, the balls. Shit, man. Don Sweeney I mean, was actually a solid defenseman for the Bruins. That's the there's probably there's probably a there's probably a bunch of defensemen who like our dads saw play who were probably nasty as well that we're not thinking of. I'm sh- I'm sure there's players like that. Yeah, my dad loves Brad Park. He fucking met him once and you would have thought he met Santa Claus. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. He fucking loves him. I'm trying to think of like some other Bruins. Especially... Tony Cruz. Don Dude, Sweeney. Th- I'll tell you what. The the Bruins miss Tory Krug and I didn't think they were going to. They That's do miss him. Look, look, I was I said this too. You know, I thought Matt Grizzlick might be able to give you somewhat close to the production Tory Krug had, and it's not quite there. No. Matt Grizzlick's too busy seeing his dad rechange the ice. Enough with that shit. We no, have- but like I said this I said this right after he was gone. I was like, I don't think they'll miss Tory Krug that much because I think I think Grizzly right. can give you something close to what Krug was. He can't. Grizzly can't stay healthy. That's the thing about Krug. Even though he was small, fuck, man. He didn't miss time. He, was a, he was a tough prick. Power play force. Um, I'm trying to think. Like Don, like I said, Don Sweeney was pretty solid, I think. Uh, there's got to be one that played with Neely besides Bork on the back end. I can't remember. And then, Probably. again, like I said, I loved Seidenberg. I thought when you had him and Chara together, those two guys were just phenomenal. They were shut was down. Nice. Who? I said he was nice enough to take a picture with us that day. He was. Nice scarf guy. I, I love a guy that can wear a good scarf. He was a cool dude, too. He was a cool dude. So, yeah, nice he uh, he had cool dogs that day, too. Yeah, he had like two or three of them. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, and, and, and the names I'm spitting out now, I'm not putting on my list. But, like, Andrew Ference came to Boston. Ball. He's, he's another little guy with balls. Played a solid, tough defensive game. Didn't back down. Sounds like um, McQuaid. If he's on the ice. Yeah, because he would fight, dude. So was Terry dude, O'Reilly. You, I'm not going to put Terry O'Reilly on a list. You could play in that freaking St. Louis City. I mean, I'm not saying like Adam McQuaid at like his age, but you could use someone like like as much of a presence as he was in that series. No one like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, shit, man. I'm trying to think. Like, I know that there's a defenseman we're going to get off, and I'm going to fucking remember it, and it's going to piss me off. Probably, yeah. But I guess that's a good problem to have for the Bruins if you have all those defensemen in your It's like I said, there's probably, there's probably guys like who are like, who are like playing around time. My parents were watching them. Like, let me ask you this Do you think (laughs) Charlie McAvoy can become an all time Bruin defenseman? Do I think he can be? Yes. Right now, what I. I don't know, man. He I might, know he's having he might a need... really good – look, I love McAvoy. I think he's yeah. having a solid year this year. Mm-hmm. The only thing with him is he seems to get a little a little too many injuries. And and yeah. and I'm not talking the concussions because those like fucking concussions, man, that'll derail anything. I'm just talking about some bodily ones where we'll see. We'll see. I hope he does because I like him, but I don't know. I'm still a little – case is still off on him, as they like to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, I literally, th- I literally, for some reason, I thought Brad Park was with the Bruins more than eight years. I don't know. I mean, you. Well, who was the defense? Was it Glenn Wesley that fucking launched it over the empty net against Buffalo in the eighties? <laughs> over the empty net. Yeah, that's what happened to me when I hit a pregnant lady. <laughs> what? So that, I, I was at Fallon Field one day and Rosie was playing street hockey, and and me and Amrine were there. And I'm down the other end of the net. But behind the street hockey court, there's a playground. The fence is probably only about 20 feet off the ground. You know, the average person, you know, they're probably not going to put it over that if, it, if they're shooting the ball. Me, I put everything into it. I put everything into the slap shot. And, and, and like, I, I got way too underneath the ball. So it, <laughs> it takes off on me. It goes over the, it goes over the fence and, like... If you shoot a hockey ball hard enough, it will curve and like you know slide and stuff like that. Yep. Well, this was like a sinker. It just went up in the air, and then dipped down. And there's a and 
and there's a, there's like three ladies in the playground with their kids, and one of them was pregnant. Yeah, I hit the pregnant one in the shoulder. There you go. Nice guy, Mikey McCarthy strikes again. And I apologized, said it wouldn't happen again. So, all right. First of all, I gotta we gotta get Nick on here because I just feel like he has some weird stories that I've never heard that I just would find fascinating. And two, oh, he was there the other day. I tried I tried fighting some guy at pickup hockey. Yeah, and and I, and I love his reaction to stories. Nick always made me laugh, but he's got to come play street hockey when I come home in April because it'll be a fun time. But um, fuck, what was I gonna say? Oh, so. What day did I call you when I was heading to Fargo to call the hockey? I think it was like Friday, maybe. No, no, I think it was like Wednesday. No, it must have been Thursday. Anyway, so that, no, it was Thursday. It was Thursday. I know for a fact it was Thursday. So I'm driving because the fucking rock cracked my windshield. So I'm driving and I get there and it's called like Shields Arena. And basically Shields out here is like Dick Sporting Goods back home in Massachusetts. So, where we're broadcasting from for this game, dude, it was this rink was sick. It was basically like an AHL rink. And we had like, I would say after like the first bowl, that's where we broadcasted from, right on the red line, like like that, right? You know how you, like, you watch like the Nesson broadcast and they kind of have that kind of setup there with uh, in between periods? Picture that setup, but at the red line. And above us, about 10 feet and about five feet back, that's where like TV cameras are. Yeah. So, you have, I think, on the desk where we were, it was set up for five different radio stations. But it was like we were in the middle because it was only us and two other stations. So it was like spots one, three, and five solidified. Three, uh, two and four were open spots. So I had somebody with me on my left. I was on the right side. So we both had an empty chairs next week next to us. Well, I'm calling a pretty solid game i think right back and forth good shit right before goals scored i don't know if somebody threw it or if it fell a fucking laptop comes hurling down from the ceiling and slams right next to my color guy and like the keys just fucking explode everywhere dude like so many people jumped and it like caught me off guard they take that high school hockey seriously out there man dude i could not stop laughing on the broadcast like i was like okay you know i said the goal and i go i'm laughing because i've never seen this a laptop just like ricocheted right next to us it was sick dude that's pretty funny so it was after someone scored no it was like a split second like like, the goal went in, then bang, all of a sudden the laptop. Like, I don't even know how you could time it any better. I wonder if it – you look up behind you? Yeah, everybody did. We're all like, what the hell was that? And then, like, did anyone say anything? No, because where we were, you really couldn't see that high above you. You could just Maybe they were like, going after you. Probably. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. Hey, here's the dickhead that talks – here's the dickhead that talks trash <laughs> about – how about Carson Wentz and Trey Lance and the whole state affair? <laughs> Let's get him now. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's gunning for me out here. Probably. But, uh, yeah, no, I just thought that was hilarious, dude. I could not stop laughing. Hey, but... making, fun, making fun of girls' basketball, too. God. I wasn't making fun of girls' basketball. Circus shots, too. That's, that's inappropriate. Oh, will you shut up? <laughs> the, it was a – okay. So, after games that I have to cover out here, we got to write stories for the website. And – the girls' team, they had a tough season, and they beat this team that had a better record. Like, they blew them out of the water, the girls' team I had to cover. Like, every fucking shot they had went in. Like, it was incredible. Like, it was pretty cool. They had a shot that hit the back of the rim, hit off, it bounced up, it hit the top of the backboard, and went in. So, I'm like, and I wrote, every shot went in, even the circus shots. Like, it was a great night to be part of that team. And a couple parents took exception of it. Because I said a circus shot. That's absurd. But, Mikey, another episode in the books, my friend. We're gonna, like I said, we're gonna get in touch with Dan. Maybe we'll try it's, to get him on for next episode. It's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. What? No, I was just say it's gonna bother me that we didn't reach an hour because it's like really close to it. But like, okay. well, what do you part, want? What else do you want to talk about, Mike? Let's just. I don't know. Do you have? Is it gonna snow again there soon? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Here's but the thing, it, dude. We got duped out here. 
we had like three or four days where it was like 35 to 40 degrees, which is fine with me. I like it cold. I can wear my hoodie and the snow was melting, which is nice because I'm sick of seeing the snow. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days later, it's minus 20. So everything froze up. I got to re-sand my walkway so I don't slip again. And it's just like, God damn, just hurry up Dude, and end. It was 72 degrees here on Thursday. Was it really? Something like it was. It was. At, it, it hit 70. I know that. How much snow did you guys get on Friday? Like eight inches. <laughs> Speaking of eight inches. That's how, that's how, that's how I knew there were eight inches. Did you bring the picture out to measure? (laughs) By the way, by the way, it's not my wrench we're talking about. It's something that we saw online. Where, on what, uh, on what our website? (laughs) Dude, it's fucking killing me. Which Which picture? You know the one I'm talking about. There's like five. (laughs) Don't be like that. <laughs> the best part is, is another guy we got to get on is Travis because he he works he works in the ECHL right now and he's got some good stories okay. and shit. But like I've talked to him about some stuff about it, and now that he knows what we're laughing about, <laughs> oh, it's fucking classic, dude. It's it, fucking it, classic. It's awesome, and it just dude, doesn't go the away. Fact, the fact, yeah, it doesn't go away because. See, I don't even want to give away clues because no, like, no, just, no. We'll, we'll we're gonna change the subject, but but dude, like, I, like want, I want people to, I want people who like listen to us to know what we're talking about. So 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 like, it's not like they're just sitting there going, "Well, I don't know what the hell they're even talking about." But like, true, true. it's tough. It's tough to even like put it out there though without without mentioning it. Right. All right. Well. All right. Are you gonna um? Okay. So you know how I'm cheap, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I told you I bought a bag of sand. And I throw it on the walkways out here so I don't slip when I come in the house. But when you walk in from the walkway to the house, because we have like a 20-foot walk from our house to the garage, and then obviously the walkway out front, you track in the sand. So you know what I do? I knock off my boots in the house, I sweep it up, and I throw the sand right back on the walkway and on the stairs. Science. Saving money, man. Oh, man. Nice. Yes. I was just going to say something that crossed my mind, but I can't, I can't remember what it is now. Oh, yeah. I, I mean... I did get an oil change, which was nice. And I'm nice and lubed up again. How how much did they fuck you for that one? Um, so I got oil change, and they topped off a few fluids. It was like ninety bucks. Damn, dude. Uh, Valvoline, dude. Valvoline's expensive. I used to fucking do my own oil changes when I lived at home. Even when I, I lived you, in Maine, I would go home do and do them. Do it. You just have to like go like under your car and with like a skateboard or something. Yeah. No, my, uh, do you know what those things are called that you lay on and roll under a car? No. A creeper. Yeah. A little automotive knowledge right there. They should have called it a quagmire. (laughs) So, no, I, uh, my, my family, we have a construction company, but we have a lift in one of the bays for cars because we're in trucks because we're always going to work on them. So I drive up on the ramps, raise the car, drain the oil. Change the filter and do it. I, I could bang it out in like 10 minutes. And then I'd top off the fluids, be good to go. Now, because I'm out here, I just go to the dealership and it costs me like 60 bucks every time. Yeah, like, I don't get why it's so expensive, bro. I mean, no, you know what makes no sense? Now, here's for the car people. This is for the car people. So, I put I put the oil in my car that's supposed to, it's supposed to go for about 5,000 miles, Anthony. That's what I used to have. But... Every time I get to 3,000 miles, my car needs oil. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it- How do you know that it needs oil? Because, that, because like, that li- so, all right. So every time I need an oil change, like, every time my, like, oil percent gets to 15%, the oil, the, like, the tools light will come on and say 15% oil life. So I'll be like, oh, okay. But now it's like I put the 5,000, I put the 5,000 mile oil in. And then, like, after 3,000 miles, the low oil light keeps flickering. So I'm like, well, first okay. of all, do you check the dipstick? Yeah. And does it show low oil? Well, I mean, well, sometimes. But, like, here's the thing, though. It's like, if I'm putting 5,000 miles for the oil, then why am I? So why aren't I getting 5,000 miles worth? So here. You know what I mean, though? Yes. If you fucking let me talk. If you check the dipstick, okay, and it's still showing that you have plenty of oil. 
you can reset something on the dashboard about the number of miles before it alerts you. Because my old car, my my second Nissan I had before I exchanged it. No, I do that. Okay, then. Well, if you check it, then bring it up to your car dealership people that you get your oil change at. Yeah, and I probably because if it's on 100, it'll get to 50, and then the thing will start flickering. So I'm like, okay, like, it's 3,000 miles. Now I need oil. But, like, I put in oil for 5,000 miles. It just doesn't add up. So, <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'm not an automotive guy. I just That's why I said for the car people, seeing if, seeing if a brother can help me out. Well, try to fucking ask the car dealership people, too. But all right, Mikey. Well, I hope you're happy. We're over the fucking one hour mark. Like I said, we're gonna get in touch with Dan because Dan needs to come on. He is your man, Cumberland County. You know him up in Maine. I was I was up in Cumberland County. Good dude is Dan. We gotta get more guests on. I have another guest I want to get on, but uh I gotta reach out to him. I know he's busy, he's in the middle of moving. Um moving, he's he's moving out of Maine. No, not the guest I'm talking a different guest I'm talking about. Oh. When we if if we can get him on. He's one of my favorite people to talk to. Like, he's just, and nobody would expect this guy to be a fucking riot. So that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to tease it. I got to talk to him first, see if I can get him to come on the show, but it would be cool. So, Mikey, another episode in the books, my friend. And yeah, yeah. Can't believe the next one's already going to be 38. Yeah, yeah. All right. Any closing thoughts or what? Uh, till next time. All right, buddy. Peace. Bye.